Welcome to the Macros for Life podcast, where we talk all things macros, business, and marriage. We're your hosts, Eve and Randall Guzman. Visit our website at www.gtransformationacademy.com, where you can download our free How to Track Macros guide. This guide has helped over 15,000 people start their macro tracking journey. What up, y'all? What up? Welcome back to Macros for Life. Today, we're going to be talking about carb phobia, mm. the fear of eating carbs. We mm. get asked more about carbs than anything else when it comes to nutrition and macros. So we decided to do um, our show on this one, our show on this topic today. It's true. It is so true. We do get asked more about carbs, carbohydrates, whatever word you want to call it than any other macro, anything we talk about. People will walk up to me and go, I heard, I heard you're a macro coach. So you count, they'll go, you count micronutrients sometimes. Micros. <laughs> they don't know what the micros or the macros are, but they know what carbs are. They yeah, literally feel like, this is what I always get. So lose weight, I need to cut carbs, right? And I'm like, yes and no, not really. Kinda, sorta, in a way. But we're going to definitely clear all that up today, like what carbs you should be eating, why have other people, aka probably the internet magazines, like why have they made you afraid, and really re-educating so that you feel empowered to actually eat the carbs. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, just like you said, somewhat, yeah, you should be cutting some carbs, but which carbs should you be cutting? You shouldn't be cutting them all. And why? And you shouldn't, yeah. yeah, you shouldn't just be slashing away at carbs because that's what people do. They and then they find themselves, carbs. yeah, they find themselves back at square one. Square one. Cutting all of your carbs will definitely throw you down the pathway to being on a full-blown yo-yo diet. For sure. For that's sure. definitely where you'll be. So let's talk about carbohydrates in general. If you're new to our podcast, there are three major macro groups. There are proteins, carbohydrates, and fats. Our body's preferred source of fuel are carbohydrates. If carbs aren't around, then we're going to go to fat. If we don't have enough of either of those, then our body can dip into our muscle. And so our body's preferred source is not to use the protein that we eat and the muscle on our body for fuel. But if it has had to, and we're like in a naked, is it naked in a, what is it? Naked and alone. What is that series you watch? Naked survival. What's that survival You, got, you made me forget the title of it. Naked, uh, naked and, and afraid. afraid. Naked and afraid. Naked when and you're afraid. like butt naked in West Africa with gazelles and lions and a little sheath over your private parts. You're probably going to muscle waste because you're probably not getting very many carbs out there. Um, but in most scenarios, your body actually wants carbs and we need them. So carbohydrates are a primary source of fuel. And so if you are someone that is like, I love carbs, I have a carb problem, or like I'm addicted to sweets and sugars, I'm actually here to tell you that that's okay because our body is programmed to want all three macros, but especially carbohydrates of the of the calories that we take in every day, more than half of the calories are going to our brain to function. Our brain needs fuel and its preferred source of fuel as well are carbohydrates. Our body needs them to move. We need them for energy. If you've ever 
ran out of the house in the morning, didn't eat your breakfast, didn't have any carbs, and you get kind of hangry, you get antsy, you get short with people, you feel brain foggy, it's probably because you are low on both calories and carbohydrates. And a lot of people think like the lowest amount or percentage of calories I need to eat should come from carbs for me to be the, the goal weight that I want to be, but it's actually the flip. Most of our calories should be coming from carbohydrates in most nutrition phases of our life. But getting back to like this whole carb phobia thing, the thing we have to be honest with you guys today is like all carbs are not created equal, right? Like they're not equal. Absolutely. Absolutely. So when people say, that you should be cutting carbs. A lot of times people say it and they're just trying to cut all carbs out. The thing is complex carbs are actually good for you. You're going to need those complex carbs. Like she just said, the first thing your body is looking to burn off for energy is carbs. Mm -hmm. So if you don't put carbs in there, it's going to attack the fat. And if it burns through the fat, then of course it's going to attack your muscle. And I don't know many people that are working out and attempting to lose muscle. Um, when they say cut carbs, yeah, cut carbs, cut those potato chips, cut those cookies, but you still need rice, potatoes, sweet potatoes, veggies, because veggies are actually carbs too. So people forget that. Yeah. When people say cut carbs, they're not even thinking that, okay, most of your vegetables are carbs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And because they're not created equal, they have different nutrients we get from them, different vitamins, minerals antioxidants and that will range from things being a fruit or a vegetable or an ultra processed carb so think of your cookie your minimally processed carbohydrate that's going to be like your bread our bread is made it's processed some of it's more refined than others because you've got like your sprouted grain bread you've got your whole grain bread and i'm thinking about the lady at um what's that store we go to at Win Dixie. At Win Dixie, she's like, we have the best bread. I'm like, really? I'm like dying. Yeah. Actually, I had that bread this morning. It wasn't bad. I did too. It was pretty but good. But when I think about bread this week, I'm only going to be thinking about her. But there's like different types of breads, and they are processed in different ways. And then you're going to have whole grains and things like that. And you are going to have starchy carbohydrates too that are vegetables. So there's like different categories of vegetables, different categories of like grains and breads and potatoes, like Randall said. The truth is, is that we need them all, but there's a sliding scale of which ones are more important. We need the fruits and vegetables most. Then we need the complex carbs, the one that have all the fiber, the good stuff in it. Then your starchy carbs, then your refined process, and then the potato chips he's mentioned, which has a lot of fat in it too. That's like your ultra processed stuff. But when we cut carbs, we don't want to cut out the plants and the fruits, especially because they have um, like the biggest surplus of nutrients that help with things like inflammation. They give us antioxidants. We get cool things from them like polyphenols. And then it's also helping us um, as we age and encounter other free radicals in the environment, which are basically things that help contribute to us getting cancer. And so eating fruits and vegetables will help prevent us from having tumors and cancer and things like that. 
but a lot of people choose to go low carb and a lot of it comes down to marketing um, on the internet, social media, influencers, your women's world or whatever the diet magazine is when you're checking out that makes you feel guilty at your local grocery store but also physicians. And there are some people that are influencers that have backgrounds in nutrition and weight loss and fat loss. There are influencers that are macro coaches. There are some that are registered dietitians, but we also have people bopping around on TikTok telling you to cut all your carbs and drink apple cider vinegar. So not all marketing influences are good, but we're getting all of these things thrown at us every day. And we start to believe the things that we're hearing and we're seeing, and we think the carbs are bad. Um, doctors, there are some that do specialize in weight loss, but a lot of physicians don't. Um, some spend only two to four hours in the um, area of weight loss and obesity and writing or recommending nutrition plans. So it may not always be the best advice coming from your physician to go low carb or to cut all of your carbs out, even things like going on a very, very low calorie diet. Um, this is definitely something that you want to have science-based education and pick someone who's well-versed and educated in this area before you guys go slashing carbs. But the number one reason why people choose to go low carb is to lose weight and or fat. And we'll talk about that in a second. And then typically the second reason why people may choose to go low carb um, is for gut reasons. And we'll get into that too. Um, but going back to like why people choose to go low carb and that is typically because a lot of our favorite carbs, like Randall was saying, they're high in calories. What are some of your favorite carbs, Randall? Like be all the way honest. Don't make an old like cutesy list of like things that sound good, but like, tell us what your favorite carbs are. My number one favorite carb is potato chips. I mean, if it's we want to talk about fat. my favorite carbs, I can go down the line and just name all the different types of potato chips that I love. Oh, I know one. Go ahead. Not even yeah. potato chips. Give me more carbs, not just chips. That I don't eat anymore. But no, you got potato chips, cookies, crackers. You don't you eat got... cookies. Tell me what you eat. <laughs> I eat potato chips. Um, I don't really eat potato chips anymore. Um, what else? Fruit I mean, snacks. alcohol. People say alcohol is carbs. You um, like fruit snacks. Lemon drops, you like sweet, like sour. I like candy. lemon heads, not lemon drops. I'm sorry, my bad. You're right, <laughs> and and I and I like and I like Jolly Ranchers. Oh yeah, those are so Jolly bad teeth, y'all. Yeah. Those are like horrible. So those are the things he really loves. Yeah, I typically don't eat a ton of sweets. If I'm eating sweets, it's something. It's either lemon heads or Jolly Ranchers or something like that. And then like potato chips, crackers. That's some of my favorite carbs. Um, Tell them how many carbs worth of Lifesaver mints you ate a few weeks back. I can't even remember the total amount of carbs, but I ate like 20 mints. Just like the Lifesaver mints. I ate like yeah. 20 of them. You guys, that's a hundred carbs. There's five yeah. carbs per mint. That quick. So you use them all up. And then I had the macros that day, but that's, I mean, it's terrible use of your macros. Terrible but use. I wanted them. 
and I used my macros. I use my carbs up to eat them. Okay, it's, let's like get said, it's terrible, terrible use of your macros, though. Let's get to my carbs. Yeah, I'm what about what about carbs. your carbs? Let's talk yes. about your carbs. I love chocolate. I love Oreo cookies. I love soft baked chocolate chip cookies that have like 60 grams, like the size of your fist, like bigger than your palm. They've got like 60 grams of carbs in them. Um, so chocolate, Oreos, chocolate chip cookies. I actually do like rice. Sometimes I have a hard time. This is a good carb. I have a hard time sticking to maybe my portion. I really love rice. I love tortillas because I love to make tacos. I love to make mini pizzas. I love bread. Bread, when I go to a restaurant, when the oil is out on the table, I feel like this is like becoming intimate. Like when you do. Yeah, I'm looking at you right now. And I'm like, when you you talked about, uh, uh, cookies and chocolate and bread like I can see the love in your face when you talked about rice you was like I love them like you love you say that like when you say you love your cousin (laughs) I love pita bread I love all the breads I had this whole rant a couple weeks ago about bagels and how I wouldn't even eat bagels when I used to be afraid of carbs I would get the little skinny 100 calorie bagel you know those things are stale and thin I love bread, but I love sweets. I love desserts. I I have a little piece of dessert every single day. But the truth is half of those things I named or more are high in calories because they have a whole bunch of added sugars and they're refined carbs. And so when, what was that? You know what I love? What? I love French fries. Yeah. You love love French French fries. fries. But But I I don't eat them out anymore. You don't eat them out because they're typically deep fried. You try to be good about it. Yeah, like I eat air fried French fries now. Yeah, I mean, air it's just French fries. It's totally different. It's a totally different, you know, nutritionally wise, it's totally different. It's totally different. Yeah. But, car- but because some carbs are refined and they are super palatable, which means they, they have been engineered to taste good and literally be an explosion of flavors and textures in your mouth they're easy to overeat so when I describe like the chocolate chip cookie and it's like soft and if you like take your fingers just visualize this you guys and you squish it and when you squish it a little bit like some of the chocolate chips that are warm and melted they kind of come out and like everybody has their density of like a homemade cookie and a homemade brownie. Everybody's like, I'm a corner person. I'm a middle person. Well, whatever part of the pan you are or however you cook your chocolate chip cookie or brownie, think about when you bite it, like the texture, like when you eat Cheetos, like when you crunch it, there's like, there's the whole experience. This Mm -hmm. is how our carbs are engineered. And it's not only a taste experience, it's a high ass calorie experience. Absolutely. And when people cut out these refined things, what have we seen through experimentation? They lose weight quick because they're cutting out huge chunks of their calories. If a lot of us were to cut all of our fruits and vegetables out, most of us would not lose a lot of weight because they don't have a lot of calories. Your serving of broccoli is going to be 60 calories. Your peas are 60 calories. Your lettuce is five calories. Your spinach is five calories your tomatoes are 10 calories that chocolate chip cookie from starbucks that i like is 400 calories if i ate that every day and i cut out one i'm going to lose weight if i cut out one salad every day just the vegetables i'm probably not going to lose any weight 
this is why people love going low carb because they lose a lot of weight. And instead of swapping food choices, they just cut whole food groups. But when they cut the whole food groups, the bagels, the chips, the cookies, whatever, and it's a huge portion of what they eat, maybe 50%, they lose weight, but then they also are finding themselves eating calories that they can't maintain because they've accidentally cut out the wrong things, not have put, they haven't put in the right things. And so then they find themselves not being able to maintain a low carb diet, which actually just made them low calorie. Mm. Mm. That's heavy. This is what happens. So it's actually better to change what you're eating first and try to make better choices and make substitutions where you're swapping versus complete subtractions. Right, right, right. Yeah, because at the end of the day, when you're making those complete subtractions, you're teaching your body to metabolize, to not be able to metabolize those things anymore because it's not used to you putting them back in your body. So are you planning to never put them back in your body or what's going to happen when you add them back in? And that's like a whole nother thing too of eating low calorie forever and having adaptations and then plateauing and, and your body adjusting to lower calories that a lot of us can't stay put on. I mean, it literally creates a ricochet or a domino effect of other things that happen. The other reason why people lose so much weight cutting out carbs is because carbs actually hold water. And that's what our body wants. Our body is mostly water. We need to be well hydrated for all of the things that are happening in our body. Um, It's not just about our skin. It's also about our gut and being able to move food through our small intestines, our large intestines, like nobody wants to be constipated. We don't want to have dry eyes. We want to have lubricated joints so that we can move and work out and not be um, in pain, but every gram of carbohydrates that we consume will hold about three to four grams of water. So if you've sliced 50% of your calories out because they were mostly processed carbs, you have not only swiped or chopped out a whole bunch of carbs and calories, you're also cutting a lot of water. So some of what we're losing isn't just fat loss, we're actually losing a bunch of water that we are mentally exchanging for, oh, I'm losing weight because I cut my carbs. Good for me. Yeah. Pat on the back. Pat (laughs) on the back for dehydrating yourself. But like, we don't know until we get the education on this to actually figure it out. And what happens when people add the carbs back in? We get hydrated. We see the scale go up three to five pounds and it's not really weight gain. It's typically people just getting rehydrated to where we normally should be. And when they see the five pounds go up on the scale, what do they do? Panic. They panic. And then what do they do again? They cut, cut the carbs, carbs again. out. They cut the carbs out. And they literally bounce around five to eight pounds cutting carbs and really getting nowhere. And it's it's kind of, it's easier to see the more muscular you are, like, if you cut carbs out for a couple of days, even just a couple of days, a few days, you'll lose weight, but you'll see your muscles go flat. And then oh as soon gosh, as you yeah. add those carbs back in, take a pic- just take a picture of yourself while you're low carb those few days. And then when you add the carbs back in, just look at your body and see where the water actually went. You'll see your muscles pump back up 
and, and your body will respond like that. And that's what she's talking about when she says you're just draining the water weight. Yeah, you've totally depleted all of your muscle glycogen. And people, when they go low carb, it's not just the carbs for fuel. It's also there's no water, there's no glycogen, and you get weak in the gym. So like- I'm feeling like yeah. you're going to pass out. <laughs> Going low carb, getting ready to, you know, fall over. But yeah. a lot of people don't realize that. And so you don't have to cut carbs to lose weight. You don't have to do that. And I think another thing that makes people start cutting carbs again when they're even in maintenance is they don't know what it feels like to feel full. So having a full stomach after you eat where you're comfortable, that's normal. And when people are full, they, they will start to interchange. Full means I'm fluffy. Fluffy means I'm fat. That means I'm probably gaining weight. I should I should cut carbs and then they do it again. There's a lot of people that don't stay in maintenance because they don't know what being full feels like. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I mean, because sometimes if you're used to being empty, when you're full, it feels like you're stuffed, mm-hmm. right? I yeah, mean, they but, feel like I ate too much. I need to, I need to cut my carbs the rest of the night. Yeah, but you need that time and maintenance to for your metabolism to adjust because if you stay at that at that macro count or at that calorie count, you know, for a number of weeks or sometimes months, depending on how your metabolism adapts, soon you'll start feeling empty and start feeling hungry, eating those macros, but you have to give your metabolism time to adjust. Yeah. And this is other another reason why a lot of people binge. People binge because you either are cut your calories out a lot, you're on a restrictive meal plan, or you cut out whole food groups. People that we see that try to eliminate carbs to lose weight, they end up binging on the weekend because it's like the same thing. Like I just, I can't keep up with it. And it's like this cycle, but they feel like they're lean and their stomach is flat all week. And they're like, I'm making progress, but like, how long can you hold on to that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I use myself, for example, we talked about it just before we got on here to record this podcast. I'm eating the same macros I was eating for the last three, four weeks, and I'm hungry as hell this week, and the scale is moving, but, you know, I mean, my body is starting to adjust to it and pick up and burn them up, so, you know, it's working, but you got to be patient. You have to be patient, and the patience, patience is, it's a hard game to play, being patient Mm -hmm. and continuing to believe in the process and continuing to eat those macros when you're full and the scale's not moving and the genes aren't fitting. And when you flex and you're not seeing the body that you want to see, like, it's just, it's a waiting game. Sometimes you got to be consistent, trust the process and wait on the results and they'll come. They will. But people like to rush it. They definitely like Mm -hmm. to rush it. So when it comes to dieting for, weight loss, cutting, whatever you want to call it, an overall calorie deficit is what helps us lose weight. So like I said, carbs don't make you fat. Like they don't make you fat. Our body prefers carbs. Eating in a surplus is what makes us gain weight. 
And so if you focus more on an overall calorie deficit versus cutting out all the carbs um, or a huge chunk of your carbs, you're going to be able to make more progress. You're going to feel better. You're going to look better. You're going to be healthier. You're going to have a better metabolism. And you're going to be able to see the deficit through. Like we typically recommend two to four months in a deficit at a time. And you'll make it if you're not restricting yourself all week and then binging every weekend. Like some of us are in diet mode all the time because we make the diet too hard. So instead of cutting everything out, start to think about an overall calorie deficit um, because you want to be able to try to lose the weight in a way that you can make it to the finish line. And you also want to have good practices with nutrition after the diet or the cut is over, because if it's too hard, you can't do it forever. Most of us cannot live on an extremely low carb diet forever. I can't, I'm not doing it. Me either. If it basically sum that up, if, if you keep on quitting or if you keep on falling off your diet, it's the wrong diet. Yeah. It's the wrong diet. And I'm like you, I'm not cutting out cars forever. I like sandwiches and shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> he like, is the sandwich king. I oh need my bread. God, sometimes he eats two, three sandwiches a day. Yeah, Here's the I pen. need bread. Hey, bread is good. I'm not cutting out bread. So back to what we said in the beginning, when people are like, should I cut carbs to lose weight? We're like, kind of but not really. It's the overall mm. deficit and cutting some of these refined and processed things, substituting, swapping, and really bumping up your, um, really bumping up like your fruits, your vegetables, and your complex carbs. So then the next question we get is, should I do keto? Because there's so many keto articles and people will go, my doctor told me, try 1200 calorie diet, or low carb or keto. And I'm like, here we go. Here we go with keto. So keto means that you are eating um, typically less than 50 grams of carbs per day. That's typically going to be, um, you know, well under 10% of your calories probably per day are going to be coming from eating carbohydrates, but keto is not a long-term diet. People don't know that. They don't know that. Reversing out of keto is hard as hell. Like that means getting out of keto to kind of eat more regular, normal, whatever, macro balanced, moderate carb, moderate protein, moderate fat. It is hard as hell. And keto is really a diet that is created for people that have a lot of neurological disorders that usually have things like seizures and stuff going on. It really should be a diet you talk to your physician about if you fall in that category. Um, a lot of coaches don't resort to keto because the same thing. A lot of people have huge weight regain, um, but all of the studies are coming out now to be updated. And almost they're almost like a disclaimer, like I take that back. They're, they're, they are these truly, we take this back study but now they are saying keto is a short-term diet. You're not supposed to be eating like that long-term. And please, please, <laughs> if you're not on keto, stop buying shit that says keto on the store and saying it's healthy if you don't understand the nutrition facts on it. Because some of that shit is the worst things for you if you're not in keto. Yeah. But we get it all the time. People like, 
Well, it was healthy. It said keto on it. So I ate it. I'm like, no, don't, don't do that. Don't do it. Please don't do that. I remember these like chocolate keto bomb things, this like package I found. And I was like, oh, let me turn around, flip and see what it was. 20 grams of fat for like 30 grams of food. Right. So basically two tablespoons was like 30 grams of fat for this like chocolatey treat. If well, you're not in you, keto, that's not going to work for you. But also if you overeat your calories for the day, you can eat those damn keto bombs all day long. You're probably going to gain weight. So you're not going to yeah. lose any weight, but you probably will gain some. So like, again, like really getting proper education um, on nutrition and fitness and tying into kind of the keto and extremely low carb diets, they are now becoming the, the leading cause of people having self-induced hypothyroidism. And that means an underactive thyroid, a sluggish thyroid. Um, if those words are words that don't resonate with you, it means a slow metabolism. You are slow to burn calories. Um, the number one type of thyroid condition is hypothyroidism. You also have Hajimoto's, which is an autoimmune version. Um, you also have hyperthyroidism where you're actually like burning faster and your thyroid's more active. Our thyroid needs carbohydrates um, with all of the processes that it is doing. And when we undereat carbs on a low carb diet or a keto diet, it decreases our thyroid function. Our T3 hormone goes down, reverse T3 goes up. We have more adaptations, but our thyroid or sorry, our metabolism is actually slower cutting out the carbs. So the lesson learned here is to not go low carb and stay low carb forever because it can actually lead to you not being able to lose weight as well in the future. And they said it better myself. Okay, and then the last one. Now, nobody said like you do, boo. Now, nobody <laughs> said like you do. Don't gas me and up. And another. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm the only one like me, that's for sure. But the last reason, the second reason why a lot of people will go low carb outside of weight loss or fat loss um, is for gut reasons. And this is like a thing we approve of. If you truly have a gluten sensitivity and you have been diagnosed and tested by a hormone coach, a health coach, a registered dietitian, um, a physician, and you are truly someone that has a sensitivity to gluten, you have been tested and maybe you do have Hajimoto's, we do approve of you cutting gluten out of your diet um, so that you can have more ease with other things that are going on in your body. But that still doesn't mean that you need to go low carb. You would be cutting out the carbs that have gluten, but you still need to replace those to hit your needs with micronutrients, to hit your fiber goals, to hit whatever your calorie or macro goal is. Um, but people that are going gluten-free should really be those that have been determined through testing methods that they need to remove that stuff from their diet. The rest of you guys out there don't need to be cutting gluten. If there is no reason, you don't need, just like the keto, if it says gluten-free, it's not something you have to have. Is it a benefit? Yeah, it can be a benefit just depending, but you don't also have to go 
I need to be gluten-free. I need to be carb-free. And then people are just cutting shit out from everywhere. Anything that says free, something free on the package doesn't mean it's necessarily for you or you're going to benefit. Because the thing is, carbohydrates actually keep our gut healthy. There are some people that need to cut gluten out because of the issues they have when they eat them. But most of us actually need carbs to get prebiotics and fiber that our bacteria in our gut need to flourish. So if you're cutting out all the gluten, all the carbs, all the everything, I'm going to guarantee you that you may have a new problem that you're facing. And that may be gut issues kind of going down the the lane of like gut dysbiosis and SIBO and things like that. Um, but if you don't need to be gluten-free, I'm telling you today, you don't have to buy that stuff either. <laughs> Man, low carb, no carb, slow carb, macros <laughs> for the win. Macros for the win. Yeah, like like we always say, though, everything seriously, like unless you have a medical condition, I mean, you just need to maintain all food groups in moderation. Yeah. So, I mean, let them, let your body utilize them for what they're supposed to be utilized for. I mean, and our I'm body not... loves variety. So like, give it. Does. It, it wants does. things that are red, blue, green, purple, yellow, white. I mean, all the fruits, all the vegetables, all the grains, unless determined by a testing method that there are just things that your body um, does not do good with, like things that make your body kind of act up. And for our, for our people that call them micros instead of macros, there are micros <laughs> in those carbohydrates that you actually need in your body. So when you're cutting that food group out, you're also missing those micronutrients that are in those carbohydrates. True, 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 true. So when it comes to like the true dietary needs that most of us have, because I know we're going to get um, emails and DMs of, of like, okay, so how many carbs should I actually eat? Um, I am here to tell you that the RDI is suggesting that most of us need 40% of our diet to be carbs. 40% or more. If you're an athlete, you're going to need more. If you're young, a younger person, you'll also need more. And what this will equate to, and I want you guys to listen to me carefully, because if you run with this and come back to me and told me that you did this, I'm going to say you didn't listen to me correctly. So listen to me. What did your parent ever say? Like, put your listening ears on. Like, if you're going to listen to anything, listen to this. Turn it up. <laughs> the minimum requirement per day, per day for someone that is lower in weight. So a petite person, male or female, I don't want to say small men. So a petite person, a short person, a, a person mature in age. So like towards the, the older end, I don't want to just say old, but more mature. But if you're small and you're shorter and you're someone that is on the more mature end of aging, and you are very inactive. I mean, absolutely sedentary. The minimum needs that are recommended is 100 grams of fiber, or sorry, my bad, carbs. Fiber, bull. God, that'd be bad. Bathroom all day. 100 grams of carbs per day. So those keto diets, they're 25 to 50 grams. They're not even cutting it for someone that might be 4'11", 110 pounds, 61 years of age and doesn't work out at all. So that's like on the low end. A lot of us are in the multiple hundred range, depending on where you're at. 
We coach women that are eating 200 grams of carbs. I coach women that are eating 300 grams of carbs. A lot of our men are eating two to 500 grams of carbs per day. And some of those people are on that higher end and are in a deficit and some are in maintenance. But the minimum we need to sustain health to sustain health. This doesn't mean to be at your best health is 100 grams per day. Say it one more time. Minimum to sustain health and not be at your best health. Minimum is 100 grams per day. So if you have ever seen a calculation for carbohydrates being in the triple digits, you should be. Uh, most women are going to be in that higher 100 range and then on up. Um, men, same thing, 200 and on up. But if you guys need help calculating your carbs, like your customized number of carbs, we have a really easy course. It's a mini course, so it's not even going to take you long. It'll take you less than 40 minutes to do. We have an intro to macros course on our website that will teach you how to calculate your customized carbs, your protein, and your fat. And guess what? You can use it if you're in a deficit. You can use it in a maintenance. You can, you can bring it out a year later if you fall off and you need to do them again. These formulas created by our company are good forever. And so if you need help, you have help. We can actually do one-on-one -on -one coaching if you guys need it. But if you want to calculate your own macros in the privacy of your own home and get going on um, a journey of getting your carbohydrates up, you guys can go to our website and we'll link it in the show notes and you guys can do the intro to macro course. Well, that's going to do it for us. As always, we appreciate y'all listening up. Make sure y'all like, share, subscribe, and download. And we'll holler at y'all next week. Thanks for listening to our podcast today. Make sure you like, share, and tag us on Instagram. Also, subscribe to our channel so you don't miss future episodes. In the meantime, be healthy and get wealthy.